I don't know what I was expecting walking into this film. Um, <laughs> to tell you the truth, it started, and I was like, holy shit, if this movie is about a cat that is a human, this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, she's a real girl. Damn. I was Can excited. Can you, like, for- write into the director and say that? Oh, Madeline's the mom and the cat. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 513 with a review of Madeline's Madeline. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And for joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are reviewing a film that came to a theater near some people on, like, August 10th. Um, <laughs> but for us, it just arrived in, our, in the city this weekend and is playing through the week. I have no clue if any of you listening will be able to see this film. I didn't even know we were going to review it until this weekend. Uh, But it was a thing that came up. Steven, you had heard some good things about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get started, I just want to talk about trailer making in general. (laughs) Sure. Um, This was a film that like we kind of decided to see knowing nothing about it. Uh, I finally was like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, I'm just going to watch the trailer um, because I was going to send it to my girlfriend maybe she was going to come see the movie with me uh-huh. and i was like i don't want to just send her a link to a trailer that i have not watched because i need to be prepared prepared for what the hell i'm sending her um so i watched the trailer and i was like huh i do not know what this movie is about yeah <laughs> and you know it's good to have a trailer that does not give away every beat of a film um but it's also good to sell somebody yeah. on what it is you're going to see. Um, the, the trailer for this film is awesome. Uh, I but, haven't seen it, by the way. Okay, you haven't seen it. Uh, it's it's like repeated frames of the same image that are like cut out, almost like a scrapbook, and then like mm. flipping with the with the rhythm of the music of like the interpretive dance group sure. from the film and it's like a bunch of this, like the song playing in the background and all these like flip things going up and like titles and all this crazy stuff the, the SF and, film festival clapping noise yeah, it's basically that yeah. <laughs> and it's it's really crazy and it makes you go like is this like some sort of weird crazy like science asleep like, Michelle mm-hmm. Gondry inspired like crazy thing um, and this film is crazy and it's probably inspired by something, but it's nothing like what this trailer is. And I, just, I, you haven't seen the trailer, so it's hard to do. But it's like I'm trying to think of like what responsibility there is on the trailer maker to at least communicate the feeling of your film or something to because like I don't know why anybody watching that trailer would want to rush in to see this film if mm-hmm. they had heard nothing about what it is. I, I guess the question is, does this misdirect you on the feeling of the film? Because I, I think you shouldn't intentionally misdirect, but I'm fine with vagueness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, in my head, I'm thinking of, uh, do you remember the trailer for A Serious Man? Yeah. Uh, it's like this repeated things. It's like the same scenes. Over. It kind of, the, the trailer for this had sort of that feel. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, that trailer is communicating a thing that fits with that film. Mm-hmm. And this trailer does communicate a thing that fits with this film. But it, it definitely was like, like, I kind of understand what I'm getting into when I watch the Serious Man trailer. Mm-hmm. This film... I like I was talking to my Lyft driver on the way in trying to explain what I thought this movie was about. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. I was like, I don't 
I don't know if the imagery from the trailer is even imagery in the film. I just, I have no, I have no clue what I'm about to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to do my Lyft conversation with like, so I do a podcast. <laughs> that was my way of getting around answering what the movie was going to be about. Yeah, yeah. Because this, the guy was like, oh, sounds cool. Maybe I should see it. And I was like, I, I'm not going to be on the hook telling you to see this one. Yeah, yeah. I cannot recommend yeah, like, this to you. Yeah, like talk to me later. Seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then funny enough, you got picked up by the same guy on your way home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I just kind of wanted to like, I don't know. Like, I, was watching... I actually just walked home in a pig mask, like kind of grunting and shouting. <laughs> sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I fit right in in San Francisco. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a little little digression. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I had to get that out just because I, w- I was perplexed by what this trailer was going into the film. Yeah. And then I wasn't not perplexed by <laughs> the film. Yep. Uh, but what do you say we get into it? Let's do it. All right. So we are going to take a listen to the trailer for this film, which will basically just be exactly what Chris I said it was. Chris is just going to do Foley art for like two minutes. <laughs> can, can I pause for one second? That was the thing I forgot to bring up in our last review. This is totally out of place. I don't care. I'm going to say it. Uh, fucking praise the Foley artist who did the keyboard sounds mm-hmm. for searching. Yeah. Because like you can imagine a really bad version of it where it's just the same key sound all the time. But there's no way. Like we talked about it. It wasn't like... It wasn't him, like, in real time just typing on the keyboard. So it had to be a Foley person. I don't know if they wrote some algorithm that's, like, just place where you want the key sounds to go and we'll pick a key that sounds different than the other key. Or I don't, I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was great. Back to the film. We're going to watch the trailer. <laughs> we're going to listen to the trailer for Madeline's Madeline. And then we're going to come back and attempt to give you a review. <laughs> All right, so you just listened to audio from the trailer to Madeline's Madeline. Uh, this is a film that is only a metaphor. <laughs> uh, the first, the first line of dialogue in this film is "This is only a metaphor," yeah. and it it is a metaphor um, for potentially lots of things, potentially just one thing. Um, we'll get into that in a moment, but it sort of follows a young girl who is a member of like an interpretive dance troupe slash mm-hmm. improv group uh, who is super hippie, like, get all your feelings and emotions portrayed in movements. And, I mean, I guess that's what all interpretive dance is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, like, this film, it makes sense why this film was playing in the mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Stephen Miller, what did you think of this film? So I think this movie is, if you took Synecdoche in New York, you had it directed by Terrence Malick on, like, a really crazy acid trip, this is, like, maybe what would happen. And I'm going to tell you, you're maybe going to hate me. I fucking love this movie. Oh, God, no. I I loved it. I'm not going to recommend it. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's saying. But it... Like, I thought it was electric. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, it gave me a panic attack, like, while I was watching it multiple times. It was so, like, invasive and, like, crazy and interesting. And, like, I can theorize maybe about what it's about. Like, there's definitely some stuff about, like, it's about mental illness probably. And it's about art and obsession and the way that, like, 
art kind of causes you to like drill down and find things that are maybe wild and maybe you don't want to dig up but giving like a literal thing about what it's about wouldn't make any sense because like this movie clearly is not literally about anything i will say though it's not like it has a narrative like the movie is following one character as she goes through life and there are strange things that happen through her eyes like there are things that are clearly fantasy or dream sequence but for the most part i thought like it isn't like this movie is just like vignettes of turtles the whole time or something i mean it's kind of just vignettes of turtles the whole time i don't know the the narrative is that she goes to this class a few times yeah that's the whole narrative she goes to this class and she has and she may or may not have destroyed her mother's hand with (laughs) a a difficult relationship with her mother uh miranda july and she is a person who's like on edge like she's like she's trying to be like good and stable but there are unstable tendencies in her and it's one of those things where like when she's taking joy in something like expressing herself or finding art it's just like standing on the tip of a needle and like it could fall at any moment into something else like something disturbing and her mom is kind of like timid and fragile and just like wants to keep things remotely okay and you can tell like she is like so stressed and flawed trying to do that and yeah i don't I don't know what it's about. I'm not going to have, like, some heady thing about, like, this is what it means. This is what it says about America. This is, like, I have no idea. But I think this does what Mother wanted to do with, like, insanely good bite. Like, this is a movie that actually knocks you over your head and makes you go, like, wow, I was just in somebody's nightmare. Like, I was just in a fever dream of obsession and mixed metaphors and... Like, there's a lot that actually, like, reminded me of Mother. Like, the sound design in this movie, there's a big kind of, like, percussive, like, emphasis on, like, voices and whispers and stuff. There's a lot of disorienting stuff going on. There are a few scenes of crowds of people in small, crowded places behaving in kind of terrifying ways while a character is being passed around. And it, <laughs> and it just has, like, it, it has, like, the louds and softs. I, I thought for sure it was going to go full Mother at the end. Yeah. Um, it, it, it seemed like it. It seemed like it. But yeah, it... it doesn't spoiler it, it plays with like the like the louds and softs like the insanities and the sudden return to normalcies like like an instrument like i don't know what else it is it's like playing your tension in a way that i thought was super 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 cool and the way it that scene that i'm describing where like people are in a house and it's getting more and more frantic like that that like stretch of scene goes from what I think is, like, an incredible long-take improv performance of, like, the camera fixed on one actress while she's doing, like, this huge range of emotions in a way that feels unstable. Like, it doesn't feel, like, realistic, right? It feels like a person who is on the edge of uh, something. (laughs) And, like, it shifts to a group kind of joy feeling, and then it shifts to a group kind of terror as the the art that this dance instructor or whatever she is tried to tame and create is like now a thing that she can no longer control anymore. And it goes from that terror and night, like it builds and builds and builds the nightmare and then ends on like sky and quiet and relaxation. I don't know. It it felt like watching like an installation at a museum where it's just like meant to make you feel emotions. And I I really dug it. I did not (laughs) think I was going to, like I walked into this movie with the intention of being like, David Ehrlich is smoking crack. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. It sounds like he's damning with faint praise. You know, he's saying it's good, but he can't say anything about it. 
but I like I get it. Like I I felt that watching this movie. Yeah. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> now, as listeners of the podcast, know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you you hit the nail way on the head. I mean the two things that I wanted to compare it to is this is Synecdoche, New York meets Mother, mm-hmm. except for instead of the Bible, it's interpretive dance, and instead of like a crazy play looking over your entire life built within itself, looking over your entire life, making your life as this thing that you're trying to make. This is like, what if just like a woman tried to use other people's experiences to make an interpretive dance thing that could be her. Like she's trying to find a muse in this young girl who is not able to control her own narrative. She's trying to like live vicariously through her. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely and, some like being John Malkovichiness there too, right. Of like using other people almost as puppets. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting walking into this film. Um, To tell you the truth, it started, and I was like, holy shit, if this movie is about a cat that is a human, this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, no, she's a real girl. Damn. I was excited. Can you, like, write into the director and say that? (laughs) Like, no joke. I was like, oh, Madeline's the mom and the cat. (laughs) I was was very interested in where this was going to go. And then it just sort of got into this. Well, first of all, as as I joked at the beginning, this film starts out. The first thing you hear while everything's crazy and it's almost almost like a birthing scene. And it's like, this is all just a metaphor. And then I very quickly was like, fuck, this is all just a metaphor. (laughs) And it was just like, I was like, ah, this is this year's mother. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm so angry right now. And it, it, that theater is so small. Mm-hmm. And I was there, like, I sat in the row behind, uh, I was in the, I was in the row behind the like wheelchair accessible space mm-hmm. and there was a wheelchair in it. So like in order for me to get up and leave, <laughs> it would have been very awkward and strange. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just in it for this whole ride. I should not have signed up for this. This is not going to be for me. Um, and like, I, I, I know that this is just not for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just hold on, just hold on. We can make it to this film. Yeah. And it just, it refused to dive into real narrative at any point in nope. time. It was just, we are in this wild ride. And it's, it's characters are constantly saying this is only a metaphor and it's dealing with mental illness. And I was like, I get it. The, but I, I couldn't help but wonder why the mother of a child who may or may not be dealing with mental illness would put them in the fucking craziest thing that you can put a child into, mm-hmm. which is this weird hippie interpretive dance type of thing. And I was just like, oh, no, you don't put somebody who has problems gripping with reality into a place where they throw out reality mm-hmm. as the, like I, that's like some fucking throw somebody I, I out of like an airplane. She's, she's like a like, I don't know hip brooklyn mom or whatever and she probably thinks like this will maybe exercise those feelings like this this will give an outlet it's something that she's been told she's amazing at repeatedly so let her feed into this but i think you see in this movie her regretting that decision constantly like she wants (laughs) you you think (laughs) she wants this to end and like as does the teacher like everyone kind of like goes in a little too far and then is scared of what they find and the one person who is not scared of what they find is madeline helena howard who is a seemingly just infinite ball of like 
I'll go deeper. I'll go deeper. I'll go deeper. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, it's Inception. Yeah. <laughs> but but in, one person. In psychotic breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally herself limboizing herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so this is the thing that I, I really liked about the film is I I really liked the mother character. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really liked watching a person who knows that they're with somebody who is unstable and it's just trying to tiptoe on eggshells around anything that's going to trigger behavior that she might not be able to control, understand, or deal with. Like, mm-hmm. uh, her daughter in these fits that she may or may not actually be going through is a dangerous person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she can, like, she doesn't know what's going on and she's just trying to love her. And, like, the dad's, I guess, not in the picture. We don't really know anything about that. And it's just, I, I liked seeing the struggle of her. I don't, I don't know if I like the story of the character herself. I don't know if I liked like the the people in the improv group know something's I mean, maybe they don't because they're all used to just being weird and strange. <laughs> I, no, they I think they they start to know. I mean yeah, they start to know at one point. <laughs> but that's another thing too is when she has these manic fits in a group where you're supposed to be getting this stuff out, that's something that you might celebrate mm-hmm. as opposed to see as a thing where somebody is in the middle of some sort of manic episode. And I think that like it's just it's just so weird to to think that you could you could be uh, in a in some sort of uncontrolled fit and people around you would celebrate that as an action because you're in a space where people are purposely trying to achieve that as their, and maybe that's what the film's trying to say. It's mm-hmm. just, it's one of those things where like the film is doing so much and I don't like any of it. <laughs> 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 uh, just by chance, the screening that I went to happened to supposed to have had a Q and a with the director after the film. And then like before the movie started, the person who was running the little tiny box of a theater we were in was like, Oh, you know, we're having problems. We're probably not going to be able to show the Q and a, we're going to work to solve it during the film, but hopefully um, it'll be fixed by the end, but there might not be a Q&A. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dear God, I want the Q&A to happen. And four seconds so you before can raise that, your hand. Excuse me. <laughs> Why didn't she turn into the cat? <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> no, no, but like so. Four seconds before, there's there's a moment where uh, the the cut to sky, and then it cuts to black. And I was like, please, dear God, let them show credits. Like I was just pleased that there'd be credits, but I didn't want to get up and leave. I was like, please show credits, and also please let the Q and A work. Because I just want to hear from the mind of the person that created the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know what they. I just want to know something from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I this film is so 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 yeah. so strange, and it, it, it's. It's it's a it's a ride that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think part of me too is I, I might be a controversial statement, but I don't appreciate that style outside of the movie. This interpretive dance thing, I'm not big on interpretive dance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a wasted medium for me in general. Um, and these characters are sort of heightened versions of like. These like oh yeah. we got to do it's this movie like, is like an interpretive dance basically yeah yeah and and I think that like the characters that they're playing are people that like if I was like in a park and then they start hanging out around me I'd just be like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to a different part of the park yeah <laughs> so it's like the fact that the story sits inside of that it was kind of like okay I'm already in so many places this film is making me unstable mentally mm-hmm. um, and it was just it was it was a frustrating watch for me um, I. <laughs> <laughs> I, four, like four minutes in, I was like, yeah, I know where that rave review came from. Yeah. I know what's going on here. Yeah. 
but yeah, so that's that's kind of my my take on this film. So one thing I wanted to mention, which is useless, is this reminds me of a movie I haven't seen yet. <laughs> there was a movie called The Fits that came out uh, like a year or two ago that got kind of a lot of praise from people, and it was about a uh, a girl, an eleven year old girl, who is like training at the gym, who joins a dance troupe, and there starts to be like a kind of violence there where like people fall into fits of violence and fainting spells and stuff like that and that was a movie that like my understanding at least i really wanted to watch it last night after this movie but i couldn't stay up long enough yeah um it's this idea that like these sort of very emotional interpretive forms of art like these kind of bodily ways of expressing yourself are like dangerous somehow yeah not necessarily dangerous in a bad way but it's like there's a danger there of like going too far or like yeah. putting too much of yourself out there. And I think you mentioned not being able to connect with interpretive dance. And I like agree, like for the most part, I haven't had experiences where I watched it and I thought I get this, this is for me. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think this movie does about as good a job as any of conveying what getting it would feel like. Cause this is a movie where like there are scenes that I thought were like, jaw dropping like you were kind of making jokes before of doing like the like the, yeah, yeah. the vocalisms but there were things where there was like a driving rhythm and people moving and dancing where i was like i am so in and i don't know what i'm in right now but i am inside of it yeah um and yeah i think that's just what the movie was good at i don't know i also want to say it's i'm sure this sounds like a snobby take whatever but the clear the movie is clearly like there must be something meta about it in that i bet the way this movie was made is similar to the way the movie shows art being made. Like, you can only imagine that, like, she saw someone, like this actress, and decided, I'm going to make my movie about this, right? It's going to be the inside of her head. There's kind of like a big meta conversation in this movie of, you mean you're just going to make the whole story be inside the head of one person? You know, what about everyone else? How are you going to do that? And I feel like this must have been very heavily improvised, right? It must have been a thing where the filmmaker was doing this with the people of, like, I want you to, like, tap into the darkest things you can about yourself and let me try to catch it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that scene where she does that is great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, the scene where she blows away everyone in yeah. the room with just her performance. I was like, I was like, bravo. Like, yeah. I want to stand up and clap for that moment. I'm like, yeah. If this was – everything was building – because that's the thing, too, is, like, I don't, I don't know – how much the various people in this film have been in other things. But it was definitely like, thing. It was like, ooh, like if this was like your first film, like why would you want to just like pretend you're a cat and a sea turtle and a bunch of weird things? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, shit, you got to show your acting chops like yeah. in this moment. Like it's fucking beautiful. Um, and, I, and I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And I think that like you and I have had conversations, especially with regards to like music and artists who are no longer with us and like mm-hmm. how like bearing your heart on stage, playing these songs that mean so much, like you, you, you go into this, point where like you have to perform this for people but performing it puts you through these moments and it kind of Mm -hmm. just dives you deeper and deeper into these wells of depression and stuff like that and i think this film might be touching along some Mm -hmm. of those things too and that's that's how i feel about it the art as dangerous right the like self-inflicted you need to keep digging deeper because you need to excavate more like you need to exercise more from within yourself and that's just like a never-ending pit that you can fall into and I, i think that like 
I, I, I get that and I see it and I like that aspect of it, but I still like can't break away from like, yeah, but you you know this is bad for you. Mm. It's not like a thing where like this is my way of getting it out and then the performance takes on a thing that's uncontrollable. It's like you know walking into this place it's going to yeah. be bad for somebody. Yeah, so I Ooh. think I want to say to you like Mar- Miranda July, the mother character, who she's also an author and a filmmaker and like her books, her short stories at least are kind of – light takes on mental illness and stuff. So there's something in this orbit where it's like she was clearly attracted to this material. Um, But I think her character, there's definitely at least a hint that she struggles with her own issues as well. And she is like absolutely not handling this as well as like one ideally would, right? She is prone to her own fits of like anger and rage and breaking down and not knowing what to do. And I think her like she's kind of peeled away here where she is letting uh, Madeline just go wild right like yeah. Madeline can go do whatever she wants she can go to this dance troupe she can stay late she can hang out with weird guys she can like watch <laughs> porn in the basement there's this thing where like because Madeline is volatile like she suffers from this her mom doesn't know how to handle her anymore yeah. and it's kind of that feeling of a mother like receding and just being helpless in the face of uh, a kid. But yeah. so I like I think I agree with you. Like her mom should have known. Her mom definitely <laughs> should not have had her go down this rabbit hole. But at the same yeah. time, I believe like real parents would do this. Like I think that's the thing where you think yeah. maybe she's gonna find the thing she's good at, right? Like And and also like like you said, she does seem to have her own issues that she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um and it's possible that she got through them or gained control over them through this interpretive dance stuff and so put her daughter into it mm-hmm. because she she hoped that her daughter could take the same path she did. Yeah. Um but like it's cause she's definitely at home engaging, playing in that cat play with her and like trying to um calm her down by playing in that way and like diving into her delusions of of these characters that she's kind of becoming mm-hmm. um but yeah i just there <laughs> there's just so much going on in this film yeah. that i was i mean i i like i will be honest it was probably real real bad to rush out of searching hop into a lift drive across town and immediately walk in and watch this film mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a strange very very strange uh, uh diving between these two different things like it's it's yeah i don't See, know so what what's funny is for me cuz i also saw searching first and then shortly a little more buffer but not a whole lot yeah. saw this one after and for me that comparison made me veer the other way because i was like yeah searching was experimental quote <laughs> let me see what real experimental looks like you know like yeah, yeah. show me someone who is actually like playing with form to the point where like they are risking alienating everybody and i just yeah. i don't know it, it's similar to like wanting to listen to music Ris- risking alienating everybody yeah yeah sure no she like, does three, like, three people walked out of my sold out screening <laughs> which is like sold out means like 35 people in that in mm-hmm. that auditorium yeah i mean that this movie is like not afraid to be its own thing and i I'm curious to learn what Carson will feel about it when he sees it because he wanted mother to go further. And I feel like this is an example of mother going further. Um, Granted with the very low budget, it doesn't have the production quality of something like that, but it doesn't need to, like, I don't even know where the production quality would go here. Like they're doing things with the camera. There's like filters on the lenses and things obscuring and blurring your vision. 
I don't know where money would go on the screen. Like this yeah, movie is doing more pig masks. Yeah, this movie is doing exactly what it wants to do. It has like the good, like very intimate shaky cam that feels like claustrophobically invasive, and I, I think it, I think it nails what it wants to do, including the pig masks, which they had a spare one at my movie showing, but I didn't <laughs> take a selfie in it. They, no, they they 100% achieved what they wanted to do. Mm. I just don't know what they wanted to what do. What they wanted to me. do is make Chris very uncomfortable. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I bet the movie is also about sexuality, and I just, like, don't get it. <laughs> I'll be up front and say that that's probably also true. But what isn't, Chris? <laughs> what... <laughs> What isn't something you don't get, or what isn't about what sexuality? Isn't, deep down, what isn't about sexuality and coming of age? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the stories that we live and die by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any any last thoughts about the film? No, I don't know. I all I know is I was I was shaken when I left the theater in a good way. Like I I had this like thrilled look on my face. And I could just feel my heart beating. And it, there's just something very visceral about it that I liked as something. I don't know, I don't know what I liked it as. I'm not going to put a label on it. I'm not going to name it. It's yeah. not a narrative. But it was a shot of something that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. I was going to text you my exact thoughts as I lit the theater. But then I was like, I don't know what my thoughts are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I was, gonna, I think I was just going to text you, oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, what do you say we get to our verdict, Stephen? Sure. If you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Again, going against the meaning of these rankings, I am giving this a must-see, even though I am well aware that it is not going to be for everyone. Uh, but I think it just does what it set out to do so well. It's such a... like invigorating exhausting ride and i think it i don't know it's haunting like i have memories of feelings and images and certain rhythms and things in it that i just feel like will last for a while and i don't know literally what it's saying but what i feel that it's conveying about (laughs) art and mental health and the way those two things can kind of mingle it it's just I think really, really, really memorable and a strong, strong movie. So dangerous, strange, but I liked it. And if you think you would like something like that, you should give it a give it a watch. Uh, my my review is uh, once again just a metaphor, um, but I I cannot in good conscience tell anybody to see this film. Uh, I will not take my uh, displeasure with the film and try to claim that this is a bad film by any means um because i'm 100 percent willing to just say i don't get it or it's not for me um i like mother made me angry mm-hmm. this film did not make me angry it just made me like ah, sad. <laughs> sad yeah um so I, i'm gonna give this a wait for rental uh i think that um if anything we've talked about made you curious then check it out uh i don't know that this is like a rush out and see in theaters because there is a high probability 
that you'll be on some spectrum between Steven and I, mm-hmm. and that may make the time better suited to go see something else. Um, but it's something that totally check out on your own time. Um, I, I'm going to say a controversial thing. If you, if you are like 15 minutes in not liking this film yet, just maybe jump forward half an hour. Um, you'll have enough context to appreciate like the moment we were talking about later in the film. Mm-hmm. And like, you've seen enough of the character acting and seen her state of mind to be able to appreciate her like moment towards the end. But it's, it's just one of those things where like, if, if you're not, if you're not feeling it like 15 minutes in, you're probably not going to come around on the film, but that moment of like her performance is really worth seeing. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can kind of make that jump without really losing a lot um, in the story. Uh, there's one so I mean it's just one of those things where it's like check it out if you don't like it just skip forward and watch that moment to appreciate it and then but otherwise like Chris said if you're not into it like like there are some movies that I'm not into and then I snap into eventually I don't know that this is one I think like either you're going to be pulled in right away and like what it's putting down or you're not and Pretty much right away, I was like, yes, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm in this. I was like that, too. And then I was like, oh, she's not actually the cat. She's not a, it's like, not a cat woman. She's not an anthropomorphized cat, which I was like, this is going to be the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I was so on board for it. And then, like, when she was, like, a real girl, I was like, oh, it's just weird people. <laughs> it's just a metaphor, Chris. I know. Um, and we it's should a do. metaphor for weird people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I apologize to all weird people listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mean to say that in a derogatory form. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, th- this has been fun talking about this film. I think if you see this film, you need to talk about it with people. Yeah. So don't see it alone. At least force one person you know to see it because mm-hmm. you're going to need to get this out. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think that's going to bring us to the end of our review of Madeline's Madeline. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, they can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcast from <laughs> um, if you want to know when the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning or like us at facebook.com slash the spoiler warning if you want to get a hold of us directly you can send an email to fans at the warning.com or you can use the f- contact form on our site the music for this episode will come from the soundtrack I guess to <laughs> uh, to this film um, if there isn't a soundtrack wildly available Steve and I will just go <gasps> <laughs> so we'll just keep our vocal warm up in. <laughs> this wasn't a perfect film, but this wasn't a perfect film, but <laughs> this is only a metaphor. <laughs> this is golden. Um, but yeah. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this uh, episode. Thankfully, it was short, <laughs> unlike the film. But <laughs> the film was short, 92 minutes. What are you talking about? Uh, I guess like two minutes too long. <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was fine. It was fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it, though. We're going to take off, and we will be back next week. Mm. Bye. Bye. <gasps> <gasps>